Hey everybody, welcome back to the Word Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Finney, and today we have a special guest, Ken Medley. He will be joining us via call, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about life and the Bible and what we do with our faith when we encounter things that are just really hard in life. We'll end the episode with a great encouragement from Ken, and I hope you enjoy. Let's dig in. Hi, Ken. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Ken, uh, you are a great friend of mine. We met a few years ago, and uh, you've, you've inspired me throughout the ways, throughout the life. And would you mind introducing yourself to, the, to our listeners today? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ryan. I am in, uh, my name is Ken Medley, and I'm in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And Ryan, you and I first met, uh, we worked together. We were co-workers. Um, and as a matter of fact, if I, if I remember correctly, did I hire you? I think I hired you. Actually. You, you did. Yes. Um, oh yeah, that is right. That is right. Yeah. We went out to dinner and, um, I, I remember that one. That was a, that was a fun night. That was a good interview, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, over the years we've just sort of, I'm no longer there, but over the years we've kept in touch. Um, a little background on me though. I, um, I've been married 10 years now. I've got four kids, uh, living in Colorado Springs and, um, yeah, uh, it's sort of regular, regular Joe. Uh, I don't really know uh, what else to say. Uh, so how did you get to know Jesus and your like story there? How did you get to know the Lord? And, and you, you mentioned in our talks that you were part of a worship band that do some touring and stuff like that. How did that all come together? Yeah. Um, oh man. Well, I am, I'll say this, you know, depending on, on the way that you, uh, interpret scripture, you know, it's either, you know, when did I find Jesus or when did God save me? You know, um, <laughs> that, that old debate, but yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up in the church, um, and, and, you know, big C church. And, um, I was living in Northern Virginia, right outside of DC. Um, and I've gone to church pretty much my whole life. There's not a time where I don't remember uh, going to church and, um, you know, throughout the years of my life, you know, looking back on it, I, I just sort of like in 2008 is when I would say that, you know, I got saved or that God saved me. Right. Um, I, I would say it, it, it took, you know, I was born in 1983. And like I said, there's a, there's a, I've grown up in the church, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it was till 2008 that things clicked for me. And, and I really understood who Jesus was or is, I should say. And um, looking back uh, at the time growing up in the church, I heard a lot about morality, uh, doing, you know, do these things and don't do those things. You know, there was that saying, uh, maybe some of you have heard of the uh, don't drink, smoke, cuss, or chew, or associate with those that do. (laughs) You know, that was sort of the youth group mantra, right? And and I, play, I played guitar in, in the worship band and stuff um, growing up in the, in the youth group and whatnot. But it was uh, in all just in all honesty and full transparency. It was just it was just a way to meet meet girls. Right. That was, that was really my main focus, you know. 
Um, so 2008 uh, was it was a big was a big year, and I can't I can't really describe it that there was you know a a single moment you know I didn't like walk down the aisle uh, at a church service or um, didn't have some you know mountaintop spiritual experience or anything. It just sort of came from uh, what I would feel, you know, hitting rock bottom and, mm. and realizing um, that I needed help. Uh, I was uh, I was married at the time. Um, well, let me back up. I shouldn't say I was married at the time. I was I was married, um, and I don't even remember. This was my first marriage, so I, I've kind of <laughs> a lot of that is no a lot of the important dates are no longer in my head. <laughs> Yeah. So I was married and, um, you know, I joined the army. I, I came home one day and I said, you know, I, I found a great job, good benefits, a little bit of travel involved. You know, uh, I joined the army and <laughs> for, for my, my wife and I was like, you did what? I'm like, yep. Uh, I just, just a childhood dream of mine, something I had always wanted to do. And, um, so that's, that's what I did. I joined the army and did that for uh, a while. And, um, I wasn't walking with the Lord, neither was my wife at the time. And that just sort of had disaster written all over it. So I got out of the army, moved back to Colorado Springs and my wife and I, we divorced. Um, and I just remember like, this strong feeling like like i said there was no like real mountaintop experience or anything like that for me it was just i just had a really strong desire that i believe looking back that god placed in my heart it didn't come from me that i just needed to be around his, him and his people mm. and so i i walked into uh, the family christian bookstore uh, it's out of business now but I, and i walked in there and i had a I think I had like 15 bucks in my bank account at the time. So uh, I, I bought the $2 New Testament on the on the counter there, you know, where you check out because it's all I could afford. Yeah. And I just went right to the car and I sat down and started reading it. Um, and, you know, it was interesting, you know, having grown up in the church, you know, I had heard all of the stories that I was reading uh, before, but for some reason this time they just sort of jumped out on the page and I, I connected with them. and. Um, you know, I, that, that's when I feel, you know, that I started walking with the Lord. That's when I was saved or God saved me, you know, and I got involved in church and started faithfully walking with the Lord. Um, I met my, my new wife and my current wife. She's absolutely amazing. And we have four, four awesome kids together and, you know, just, um, you know, just kind of been steady ever since there, you know, um, been walking faithfully um, yeah. and yes I did uh, in there I did end up uh, playing in a worship band uh, picked up the guitar again and uh, did some writing and some recording and touring a little bit um, which which was a lot of fun you know but when you have when you start having kids you know being on the road and um, contract commitments with writing and all that so, you know just too much and so um, I decided to hang it up it, it was a great time my life. I enjoy it. It's really neat. There's so, so so many similarities between your story and, and my story. And, and you and I have talked about this in our friendship. I think it was like around 2008, 2009 that I actually like things started clicking for me and I had this desire to come 
to church and learn about God and, and really just strengthen my relationship with him. I grew up in the church too. I never knew that it was around that same time though. Like yeah. 2008. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, that's wild. September, 2008. <laughs> I think mine was like December, 2008. I okay. remember. Yeah. So that's still, that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's um, yeah. So, okay. So you've, you've, there's a lot of experiences that you've done, a lot of life experiences that you've encountered um, throughout the military, throughout uh, just having a marriage and getting divorced and getting married again, uh, going on tours and then settling down and then different jobs. What's one way that, or what's your way of keeping your faith strong and real and not losing touch of like who God has made you to be in this life? Yeah, I think you you hit on something there, you know, who has God made me to be? You know, when when I first started reading the Bible, like I said, you know, back in 2008, when I really started to to put time and energy and effort into my relationship with the Lord, that was the big question, you know, okay, like God, if I am yours now, like what am I here to do? What do you want from me? Uh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But you know, a lot of times I felt like God was just sort of silent on that. Hmm. God, do you want me to be a pastor? Do you want me to uh, be a police officer? Do you want me to be an astronaut? Like, why am I here? You know, like you can you sort of fill in the blank of like, you know, what what, what am I supposed to be doing? And um, the more I, I, I dug into scripture, the more that I just found like, this one theme just kept coming up and coming up and over and over and over again. And still to this day, it, it's the number one thing that I think helps keep me on track. And that is just every single day, just be obedient. Hmm. Um, I don't know if there's like any magic secret. I mean, I'm sure there are people who have clearly felt and know that this is the calling on my life and I should be doing this thing by this date in this region of the country or the world or whatever. And that is great. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not discounting that or saying that, that I don't believe that that exists. But uh, for me, I just, when I wake up every day, it's like, all right, Lord, what do you want from me today? How can I be obedient? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that just stems from just be consistent, right? So, um, you know, I'm a husband, so I need to be a really good husband. You know, I model Christ's love to my wife as Christ loved the church. I should love her the same. And I try to model that as I'm a good, you know, I try to be a good dad. Right. So I need to be on my game every single day. Right. We call God father. You know, as God, you know, when they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. What did he say? You know, our father, he could have said anything, you know, our our kingship, our, you know, Lord, the reigner of all the universe, you know, like whatever, right? Um, he chose to say father. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, as I raise my my kids, I need to model that well, right? So um, no matter what, what it is you're going through, you know, I've left a lot out of uh, the intro there, but yeah, I've, I've done a lot, you know, some touring. I've um, had, you know, some various careers, um, defense contracting and in the software industry. Um, so I've, I've had a, a few different career moves and um, 
I've buried uh, now I've buried two of my children, um, you know, and that's that that is tough. I don't care um, what else you've gone through in your life, you know, burying one of your one two of your children. That is that is absolutely heartbreaking and it is tough. And even walking through career changes or, you know, the death of your children, it's the same message. Just be obedient. Just be obedient to whatever the Lord has for you and stay consistent. And that means time in the Bible, time in prayer, uh, you know, spending time with your like-minded friends like you, Ryan. Like I, I need to be around God and his people, um, not at the cost of doing evangelism. Obviously, we want to spread the gospel, too. But um, that, that, those are the big things for me that have just really helped me stay grounded uh, sort of through the, the ups and ups and downs of life. Yeah, that's encouraging. And, and just like you talked about, like, can I see you, like you were one of my mentors in life and, and we talk almost every day, if not every day about sometimes it's just about silly things and sometimes it's about deep things. And, and so, yeah, I appreciate your friendship totally. Um, but that's a, that's really encouraging what you just said. Um, do you ever feel like in these times, like you, you ask God, uh, how can I be obedient, Lord? What is it that you want me to do today? Um, is there any time, any time where you feel like the spiritual warfare or spiritual battle where the enemy is attacking you? How do you stay strong in Jesus um, and, and not fall into those temptations of the enemy? Uh, great question. Um, and I will do my best to not, um, not pull out my biblical studies degree or anything and, and make it, you know, too theological, I guess. But um, it really boils down, man, just, just, I preach, you got to preach the gospel to yourself, right? I'm constantly mm-hmm. in my mind on days like that of, you know, where I know that I am under attack, right? Um, but here's, here's something interesting, right? So <clears throat> we know uh, through scripture that uh, angels are created beings, and what are demons? You know who is who is Satan? You know he's a created being, right? So um, we know we don't know how many angels there were, but the Scripture tells us a third of the angels, you know, fell along with Lucifer, Satan. Yeah. And so we know there's a created created being, and um, we could get into the, you know, some of the uh, old century debates of are angels engendered and can they reproduce or not or whatever. But what I'm saying is that we know that they are a created being and scripture makes it very clear that nothing in all of creation is outside of God's control. Um, There are times when God, you know, we can read the book of Job and look back and see where God does sometimes ordain um, the enemy to, to pray on us. Um, and so in those times where I feel that I know that these things, these demons that have been around since before the foundations of the earth, before God spoke the earth into existence, um, they've been watching my generations, you know, generations back of my family. So the same demons that plague me, you know, have probably watched my grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my, you know, all the way back, right? 
um, because they've been watching human history and they, they know, they know how to get us. They know how to trip us up. Right. Um, but every day I just, when I feel that you have to remember that nothing is outside of God's control. And so whatever spiritual attack I'm going through, it's because God is trying to teach me something or ultimately to realize that this is ultimately, and I may not understand how, but this is ultimately for God's glory. Um, we look back at Job and Job had one of the worst, most miserable experiences but who, whose idea was that to go after Job? That was the Lord's, you know, he says, you know, here comes the devil. And says, what have you been doing? I've been looking all over the earth for something to destroy or someone. He goes, oh, have you thought about Job? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, to think about like, man, I, I hope they're not having a conversation about me, you know. <laughs> um, but some days it feels that way. And ultimately what happened? God got glory out of that. We're, here we are, you know, however many thousands of years later, talking about how how gracious and loving and good God is, even though Job lost everything. Mm-hmm. It's hard for Job during that time. And, you know, in my life, times where I've, you know, um, experienced pain and difficulty, whether that have been, you know, my time in the military, um, you know, I've in, injured my knees pretty badly from that. Um, that's a hard time or you know, having a marriage that failed and, or, you know, burying, burying your children, those are hard times. But ultimately, and even though I may not understand every little detail, it's ultimately for God's glory. And so every day that you feel that you just preach the gospel to yourself, preach the gospel, man. Like, just let, like, let yourself know that God is in control and this is for my good. And that, no matter what weight I'm feeling there, like Romans eight says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm feeling guilt of sin that I've committed, um, and that's not my weight to carry, like it's, it's dishonoring to the cross for me to try to continue to carry the weight and burden of guilt and shame. When I know that, uh, man, there, there is no condemnation. That's not mine to carry. Like Jesus took that to the cross. And like, praise God, like, how awesome is that, that, that I, I am a child of God, even though today stinks, even though, you know, the car broke down or, you know, the, this thing happened or that thing, or, you know, this relationship, you know, is not where I want it to be, you know, fill in the blank with whatever, right? Um, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And um, I would say, you know, to anybody listening, if whatever you're going through, man, get, get into, get into the scriptures and, and preach the gospel to, to yourself continually. Yeah. That's, that's encouraging. And, and that, that is so correct. I remember traveling out for work when I first started uh, right after you hired me, I was having like a huge spiritual um, battle. I don't even, I can't even tell you what it was, but I remember sitting in the hotel room and I was literally preaching the gospel to myself. And uh, it helps. It helps you get get you past that moment of whatever it is, whether it's guilt or shame or just whatever it is. Um, yeah. So that's really great. Uh, one last question. Um, and man, this time has gone gone by fast. It's been great. It's been really encouraging. You're a great guy, Ken. I love you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I love you too. <laughs> Uh, if there's one thing, like say tomorrow, 
for some reason you're you're off the face of the planet and you really want to make sure this one thing was said before you're gone what's that one thing that you would would say today oh man um i'd tell my wife and my kids that i love them you know i want them to know that um yeah. but if you know if i had one one thing that like the you know and I hope you're not speaking prophetically like I'm off the earth tomorrow, but <laughs> if I am, okay. So here's, here's my chance then. So um, if I had one thing to just proclaim to the world um, that I would want people to know and to connect with and resonate with and um, understand to a depth like none other, um, it'd be Romans 8.38. Um, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, no powers, no height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, like how he says that, or anything else, just in case I left something out, you know, nothing else in creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. Um, I would want people to know that, like, do you do we fully grasp and understand that there is nothing on this planet that will keep us from the love of God the Father? And if if I had a microphone and you know the whole world was listening, that is that is what I would want them to hear. And to say if that doesn't make sense, if you don't understand what all of that means, um, call Ryan Finney. Uh, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, listen to the word up podcast and, and learn more, but um, get around like-minded people, go buy a Bible. If you don't have one, reach out to your local church or whatever, like call Ryan, he'll buy you one. Right. So, um, you know, if I had one thing to proclaim, that would be it that man, Jesus Christ is, is God who has come to save us and rescue us. Uh, when we were not just undeserving, but like, I've heard it said like ill-deserving, you know, okay. um, man, we, we, we need rescuing so bad and Christ is the rescue. And like, there is nothing that we can do to separate. So no matter what it is you're going through, no matter if you're carrying guilt, shame or whatever, or you feel, um, that God could never love you for something that you've done or whatever, like, and all of that was nailed to the cross and, um, and we have freedom like there is there is hope there is joy and there is peace and there is grace upon grace upon grace um, and that is what i would want everyone to know it's hmm. great it's a good it's a good thing to know ken it's great i love it well thanks ken i appreciate you you're a you're a great dude and i'll definitely have you on the show again in the future yeah shucks thanks man <laughs> shucks Appreciate it. Thanks, Ken, again for, for your great word and encouragement. I can't imagine life without friends like Ken. And I hope you guys that are listening have friends like him. Somebody that pours in, someone that listens, somebody that is there for you when you need them. Ken and I talk every day, like I mentioned, and it's such a privilege and an honor that he could come and join us for this episode. I hope you guys felt encouraged and uplifted, and we'll see you next time.